Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today's message is by Rev. Cynthia Alice Anderson and was given on December 19th, 2021. So, welcome to my ministry, for I move things around in the order of service. I can attest. Say with me, Christ is born in me this day, together. Christ is born in me this day. So friends, we want to remember that as we are so happy to be celebrating the birth of Jesus, that Jesus' whole idea was that after he left the planet, that we would continue to work. Amen? Right? So, so every season we relive this story of the birth because it was so miraculous at the time. And wants to be known so fully in us right now at this moment. Raise your hand if you think the world looks really great right now. Okay, well, it's okay. (laughs) So, what do you think is needed? Just say it out loud. What do you think is needed? Uh, Harmony, peace, love, compassion. Exactly. Understanding, yes. So, this is what Jesus brought to a troubled people at a troubled time. Great hope, great illumination, belief that, in fact, could God love us this much that, wow, there was a, there was a person that could have this holy energy. In other words, God made man. So somebody said to me, who, who was uh, in unity, well, did we not have God before? I said, oh, no, we did. But we didn't know it. That was a different. And every year we seek to reawaken even more to all the holiness that we are. So it's like, it's not just in Jesus. Jesus said, no, ye not, ye are gods. And so we look and say, how do we then do this? Because, you know, I, I go to work every day. I got stuff going on. I, you know, I watch the news like everybody else. And things seem pretty bad. But still in every moment, awakening, realization, light, love. In fact, salvation is yours in every moment. It's not something that happens once, that happens 
over and over and over as we realize Jesus Christ is here now raising me to his consciousness. So in ministerial school, we said that every single day, Jesus Christ is here now raising me to his consciousness. And I'm going to say also, just affirm it as it is already. Christ is born in me this day. Say that with me. Christ is born in me this day. You're saying, what's she going to talk about on Christmas Eve? I don't know yet. This feels like <laughs> Christmas Eve right now, right? I can't help it. So I was looking at the scripture, and again, I was so like drawn back to that old story in Luke. So one of the things I love about the Bible is that, so I grew up with the Bible. I'm just curious. Raise your hand if you read the Bible growing up. Okay, has anybody read it through many times? Okay, yeah, the two ministers. Okay. <laughs> so I appearance you too? Yeah. So I grew up going to a Christian school, and we had to read the Bible every single year. Now, occasionally I'd skip over Leviticus and Deuteronomy. It just got to be too much of a thing. But what I learned is that as I studied the Bible, not all of the stories are in every gospel. You know, we think of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and we, we kind of in our minds think all the stories are the same, but in fact, they're not. As a matter of fact, they're not even written for the same group of people. So no wonder there are different stories. So in my growing up, I grew up in a tradition where my, um, my uh, great aunt, my great grandmothers, they were tellers of folk tales. And so I grew up kind of at the foot of a master storyteller, and every story I noticed was different based upon the people listening. Different things, maybe one would have a little more of a lesson if there were kids there. Maybe it'd have a, a deeper wisdom if there were, you know, uh, uh, people with a little gray like I've got. You know, the story might be a little bit different. So so if you've, you know, learned that, that uh, you know, in the Bible the stories are different, it doesn't make them less true. It means it's written to a different people for a different reason. And, that, and for a different, sometimes even a different time. So in the book of Luke, Luke was a, a, a physician and was a very gentle soul and believed that Jesus was for everyone. It was this universal idea. And so the stories that we see about Jesus' birth in Luke are different from every other gospel. As a matter of fact, did you know the birth story is not even in every gospel? Not everybody was concerned about where Jesus was born. And don't ever Google Jesus' birth. You'll go down a rabbit hole that you do not need. You're going to see how scholars argue about where was it. Was it a manger? Was it a cave? Or was it just the lower level of the house because he was going to pay taxes? We know none of this matters. Amen? Say with me. It doesn't matter together. It doesn't matter. But what does matter? Well, what matters is that he was born, and and that we look at the story and say, well, what? how can I apply this story to me today? That's why in Unity, we say we have a metaphysical translation or interpretation, which means, right, and I know you all know this, I'm not telling you anything, uh, uh, beyond the physical, meta is beyond the physical, obviously the physical world, right? So, so let me look at this. I'm going to grab my Bible, and I brought a real old Bible with me, I say, oh, this was the first real Bible I got. They had my name etched on it. Have you ever had one of those? Well, growing up, this was a big deal. A real big. There's nothing greater growing up in Georgia than getting a Bible with your name on it. Honey. <laughs> 
So Luke chapter 2 says this, this, and I'm reading out of this Bible because it's King James. And uh, this is directly from the Charlie Brown special that you hear every year. <laughs> this is the exact scripture they read every year. Luke 2, it says, And it came to pass in those days there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. All went to be taxed, each in his own city, and Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, there was no room. No room. No room. Now, <laughs> uh, if you've ever watched any uh, stories about, uh, like uh, movies about this, uh, the bird, there's always a long uh, uh thing where Mary and Joseph go to this innkeeper and try to get in. Now, that's actually not in the Bible anywhere, and this is the only place this is ever mentioned. But why I'm going to lift it up is that um, right now in our culture, there seems to be no room for any idea other than mine. I was like, mm -hmm. uh -huh. So, so if this was Jesus's experience, and I started to think, why would it have looked this way? Well, uh, they would have gone there, it says, because they, they were from the house and lineage of David. That was also real important to Luke, but showing, okay, Jesus's connection to King David. So in other words, there was family there, would have been people, and even family, hear this, had no room. Okay. Anybody ever feel like that going home for the holidays? It's like, oh, oh, oh you think, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I'm just going to be quieter because I'm not going to try to say what I want to say because I'm going to be shut down right now. So we see in this story that even Jesus, even like, there was no room. Not even in the end. And so I imagine there was a lot of like crowding. And I'm thinking it was kind of like today's experience of the DMV. There's <laughs> lots of waiting, lots of frustration. People are hot, dirty because they've been traveling, you know, and there was no place. So the, Jesus was born, well, somewhere, a cave or a barn or a and probably put in something called a manger, which is a feeding trough. He was born in the most humble and holy and quiet place. And uh, that's the only way that Christ can be born. You got to go off by yourself for a little while. And you got to get quiet. And sometimes you even have to surround yourself Well, I'm going to say it this way with the holy and the sacred. What we see as negative, I see as positive. 
that Jesus was surrounded by the cows probably and the goats and the have you ever been around a barn at night and heard those animal sounds? So there's nothing sweeter than hearing like those little, there's nothing quieter and sweeter than that smell of hay. And there's a peace that kind of descends at night. But what's important is that it was away from all the hustle and bustle. And the place that made room was this place that nobody else even recognized as a holy place. So for us, in our journey, then we are seeking to have this Christ be born. So we need to quit knocking on these doors of places where we're not right, accepted and welcome. We need to go just, just for a while. Just go apart for a little while. Get quiet, you know. I love the sanctuary because you look out and see those trees. It's walk around there for a little bit. It changes you. Imagine the hustle and bustle of all the malls right now. The hustle and bustle of I-4 that I lovingly call I-4 give. So, <laughs> it, uh, yeah. so everything, everything. And then I come out here and I go, oh, all is well. All is well. So for us personally, we have to take the time to come apart for a while. Unplug, man. Get real in the moment. Listen. Get in the quiet. Listen. <sighs> Surround yourself with the holy. Listen. Be quiet. That's how the Christ is born. You go away from all that. And then as a spiritual community, we're seeking to, how do we make room here? For more energy, for more people. I tell you, I've learned one way you don't make room is to say we've always done it this way. Can I have an amen? amen? And you know what? I've been so blessed coming into this community. I have not heard that one time. As a matter of fact, one time I said, well, how did you do it in the past? And they go, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I said, no, that's true, but I want to respect some of the traditions. So we're even taking this scripture deeper. How do we live this in community? Well, one of the ways we live it is some wear masks and some don't. Say, mm-hmm. I see some of you are not sure you want to, mm-hmm, that, that's okay. We're making room. We're making room. Might be hard, we're making room. Yeah, just going to make some room. We're also going to notice when Somebody says something different from us. How are we reacting? Is it like we touched a hot stove and we're going to go, ah! Or is it, are we going to go, wow, I never thought of it that way. Wow, they're really telling me something about themselves right now. How beautiful is that, their perspective? Mine might be different. How beautiful is that? Right, so see, then a holy connection can get created. As long as we're making everybody wrong, we get to just be in our ego. That's what we see world leaders doing this now. Right? So it's, it's all, this is all a divine, this, this, this is all a play that we see, but it's full of divine moments. Right? Think about your life as this, as this happened so far. It's like you've had all these little mini plays and you've been the star. Some of the people in your life have had cameo appearances. Some have co-starred. 
Some try to make themselves a star and they're an extra. <laughs> so, so just think about how are we how are we making room for this divine in every single moment? Christ is born in me this day is our prayer. Christ is born in me this day. Will you say that with me? Christ is born in me this day. So this is a prayer of every moment. Christ is born in me this day. And I'm going to find the holy in every single moment. Even if somebody doesn't agree. Even if somebody has a different idea. Even if somebody wants to demonize me. Even if Christ is born in me this day. Nobody's going to take my holy, y'all. I got that. You've got that. Christ is born in you this day. Right now. This moment. There's no waiting. It's already there. It's been there since the beginning, awaiting you to notice and awaken to it. Christ is born in me this day. That's all there is to it. Amen. Doesn't matter what you say or what you think, I'm good. Christ is born in me this day. Say that with me. Christ is born in me this day. That's our prayer. That's our prayer. That's our affirmation. Look at the person next to you. Say, Christ is born in you this day. Christ is born in you this day. We love it, we see it, we lift it up. And one of my favorite things about church is that if I can't see it, you're going to see it for me this time. Because we have our moments, right? Yep, we have our moments where I'll say, Prentice, will you lift me up if I need it? And he'll say, I got you. Okay? As my good friend said, do you pray for me? I pray for you. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2021, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.